0: This is Yehuda Geberer once again with another installment um, of our glorious past. Um, being that it's Sfirah we'll talk a little bit about Avas Yisrael. And especially since one of the most uh, interesting things about uh, the Hasidic movement of the Baal Shem Tev and his followers was that there were so many tzaddikim throughout the history of Hasidus that their defining characteristic, their defining avayda, was their avas Yisrael, was their love of their fellow Jews. It's an amazing thing. It's not just one, it's not just two. We're going to bring examples from literally just many <laughs> of the great Rebbes, the great tzaddikim of Hasidus, who their defining characteristic was their love of their fellow Jews. I have to say that it's not only Hasidim. It wasn't only Big Rebbe's. There were many others, other tzaddik, and other tzaddikim throughout the generations also. Uh, just a couple of random names. Um, Ber Leib- Leibovich, who's known as the Kamenetz Rosh Hashiva, who lived right before the war, who was known in the yeshiva world for his great powers in his shiurim, in his lumdus in his in his the way he learned and the way he taught, and uh, his learning style, he himself said about himself that I'm someone who has no Torah. I'm someone who has no avoda. How am I gonna make it into ilam haba? He said the one thing I have going for me is that I love all Jews. So there, that's just one example. Of course, there are many, many other uh, great leaders and tzaddikim from the the uh, non-Hasidic world like that, and La Havdel even from leaders in secular Jewry, the famous archivist in the Warsaw Ghetto, a man, Dr. Emanuel Ringelblum, was a secular Jew. And what they said about him in the writings of the time after he was killed by the Nazis towards the end of the war was that he was someone who loved the Jewish people. He loved them and lived for them. And that's why he set up the Alain Hilf, the self-help organization in the Warsaw Ghetto, which uh, eventually had hundreds of soup kitchens throughout the ghetto. And under the guise of those soup kitchens, he created his Oynik Shabbos archive that tells us so much about life in the Warsaw Ghetto. And there you have it, a secular Jewish leader who his defining characteristics was also his love for his fellow Jews. So it's definitely not something that's exclusive to Hasidus, but there's something about leaders of Hasidus throughout the generations that... That, that it just comes out so often. And that's something that I just wanted to bring a bunch of examples about. Of course, it starts with the Baal Shem Tov himself. The Baal Shem Tov was someone who loved Yidin of all types. He loved his fellow Jews of all types. He was there for them, and he was the one who raised them up. And through the little writings that we have directly from him, he talks about how what, what pained him and what troubled him and what his davening for and those special davening of the Baal Shem Tov was for was to prevent uh, um, epidemics uh, from spreading was to prevent, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, pogroms from happening. And he carried on his shoulders with his great wisdom, with his great vision of what he had was to lift up the Jewish people. And that's why he tried to spread the ideas of Hasidus, was to be able to reach out to people during troubling times. So it definitely starts that theme with the Baal Shem Tov himself. One of the earliest Hasidic rabbis was the Spoiler Zeda, The most famous story with the Spoiler Zayda is how he snuck into the prison and switched clothes with a poor Jewish innkeeper who had not been able to sustain his rent and who was forced, who was gonna be forced to dance in a bearskin suit at the Kazakh's party. And if he wouldn't match the dancing with the Kazakh, uh, uh, the Paretz's friend, the the uh, Polish aristocrat's friend, who was uh, going to force him to match his dancing steps, then he would be thrown to the dogs and killed. And the Spoiler that gets into this bearskin suit instead of him, and he says, "I'll dance for you." And their famous song "Hop Kazak" comes from that. So much so that the last Lubavitcher Rebbe, the current Lubavitcher Rebbe, however you want to call him, he uh, he he used to say, "By the Sudest Balshemtiv, the Sudest Mashiach." on the last day of Pesach, he would say, we have to sing the song of Hap Kazak, because at the end of Pesach, the Suda's Mashiach, the Suda's Baal has to be about Geula, and Geula is about Avas Yisrael. It's about to bring Mashiach of all of Kalal Yisrael together. And the father of Avas Yisrael, in Hasidus, was the Spoiler Zeda He came to define Avas Yisrael, the Shpoiler Zeda, Another great leader like that in early Hasidus was the Gdusha HaSlevi, Blav Yitzchak of Barditchev, who he's famous throughout history as being the Mele someone who always looked for the good. He would twist and bend over backwards every possible thing to, to look for the good in the Jewish people, to always find the good for the Jewish people, to always be able to say, yisrael so much so that people said to him, Rebbe, you know, you're a little twisting everything just to be able to look at the good. I mean, come on, you could be a little cynical sometimes, just relax. And he said, let me tell you something. The Gemara in Bracha says that Hashem wears tefillin. And the Gemara says, you know which parsha it has in his tefillin? It says, That's what it says in Hashem's tefillin. And the and Shulchan Aruch states that you're not allowed to have Hesichadas from tefillin. You have to always constantly be thinking about the tefillin. So Hashem has to always be thinking Yochol, about Mika Amcha All I'm doing is helping Hashem and reminding him Mika Amcha That's why I always am bending over backwards to look for the good in the Jewish people because we can't have Hashem be Mesiyach Das from for one second from the tefillin that he's wearing. Your Meshe Leib one of the early rebbes in Sadiqim and Hasidis, is 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 called the father of Avas and All the later Rebbes who talked about Avas Yisrael used to refer to Reb Meishaleib Sasever as the person of Avas Yisrael. He used to go around the cities that he was in, wherever he was. it wasn't only in Sasav; he was in other places. He was in Apta. He was in many, many places. He traveled a lot. And he would go around to the local widows, broken people, and wish them good morning. Imagine... He would just simply go around to houses, knock on the door, and say, Good morning. I want to see how you're doing. How are you? He he one time found out that there was a, a, uh, a woman who had just given birth. She was very poor, and she had nothing for herself. It was the cold Polish winter. He dressed up as a Russian peasant. He walked in with a stack of wood, and he said, I'm selling wood. And She said, I have no money to pay. He said, don't worry, take it on credit. And part of the service is that I split the wood and I build the, bond, build the, uh, the fireplace for you. And he sits there, goes, or, goes into her house, and he splits the wood, he sets up the fire, and makes sure that she has enough wood for the rest of the winter. He simply went around trying to do as much as he could for other people because he loved the, he loved Qal Yisrael. The Naimali Melech, the Rebbe of Reb Melech, one of the most famous and greatest leaders in the history of Hasidus, what defined him? His love for the Kal his love for his Hasidim. His Titian were the first Titian. His Chatzor was one of the first Chatzors, courts of Hasidus. And when his poor Hasidim would come, he would simply feed them. Many of them didn't have food. The whole idea of, of, of getting Shurayim from a Rebbe, which has so much Kedusha and so much related to it and so much about getting from a Mizbech, but it, the basis of it started at a very practical level because people didn't have what to eat. And he would share his Shabbosudah with them. And his tfilah the famous tfilah of the name of the Melech, Adarab, Aten B'li Beinu, We should daven every day that we should love other Yidin. The one time, he was walking into Lezhensk, and he heard two people talking. He heard Eleazar, he's sick, and the doctors have given up hope. They don't know what's going to happen to him. And his son was named Eleazar. And he got all nervous. Oh my God, what happened? Eleazar, my, my my dear son, he rushes home. And he goes in and his son is fine. Apparently there was another kid down the block named Lazar, and he's the one who was sick. And he breathes a sigh of relief. And as soon as he did that, he caught himself and he says, what does it make a difference that it's someone else's son? He says, the fact that I still have more of a feeling and love for my own son more than someone else's, it means I have not yet attained the real love of my fellow Jew, real Ava Sistrel. And I still have what to work on. And he made it even more his Avaida to work on it. His primary Talmud, the Choyz of Lublin, or V'Aqav Yitzchak of Lublin, he said at a young age, he gave up his love for full time and constant learning. He said the needs of Klal Yisrael are, are there. The gashmius needs and the Ruchnias needs. And he says a lot of the Rebbes deal with, the, the Tzadikim deal with the Ruchnias needs, but but they also need Banei Chayim Azaynei. They need Parnassa. They need help. They need help. They need Gashmias. They're need they, they they're broken. And he said, my tefillahs work, then I need to take on upon myself to daven for them. And he knowingly decided to take on the needs, the Gashmias and Ruchnias needs of Klal Yisrael on his shoulders. And he said, that's my tafket. I understand that's my purpose. They're coming to me. Then I need to take it upon myself. One of his primary tell me they're already coming to later Hasid this Reb David of leluf a legendary uh, a Rebbe and leader of Hasidus. He was known as also a tremendous Oy of Yisrael. He once said that, "ve'isem li Segula, Hashem says that we should be the amsagula. There's many, many different interpretations what this amsagula is. He says, you know what it means? And he said a very Hasidish of art. He said it means to be a Segoil. A Segoil is one of the... the um, the uh, grammar, nekudais, that are used in the Hebrew language. And he says, the segol has three points, three dots. And he says, no matter how you turn those three, it always remains a segol. And he says, klal is a segula, is a segol. You know why? Because no matter what they turn into, no the where they turn, even if they do averes, even if they're distant from Hashem, even if they make mistakes and they fall, but they're still a Jew. And no matter where they are and what's going on with them, they're still a Jew and they're still Hashem's children because we're a Segoil. We can never change. He had a store. The way he made a living was he had his own store, Abdavid Lelover, Abdavid El Biederman, the first one. He had a store. Whenever someone would come into his store to buy something, buy merchandise, he would say, you know something? There's a Yid down the block. He has a similar store. You should give him your business. Go buy by him. And he would encourage people to not buy in his store because he just felt for other people. And he would knowingly damage his own business. It was an incredible thing. The Oyeh Yisrael, the Apterov, the safer that he wrote was called Oyeh Yisrael. The way he's known through history is the Oyeh of Apter, the Apter of one of the primary Talmudim of the Rebbe of And he was known as an Oyeh Yisrael. That's how he's known to history. He used to say avart in every single Parsha about Avas Yisroel. So his Sefer is called Oyev Yisroel. When it came to Parsha's Balak, someone said to him, Rebbe, in Parsha's Balak, where does it say anything about Avas Yisroel? And he says, very simple, the word Balak is vehafta l'reyacha kamaycha. You should love a fellow Jew like yourself. And the Chassid looks at his Rebbe and he says, are you joking? Balak is beis, not vav. L'reyacha nu lamed but the last letter is Kuf. Kameich is with a Chaf, not a Kuf. What does it mean? Balak is v'avta And he says, if you're going to be so medactic and look exactly to get it exactly right then you're never going to become a real Avis Yisrael. In order to be a real lover of your fellow Jew, you can't be so exact. You can't be so medoctic with everything that everyone does. And we're looking over the shoulder. What's he thinking? What's he looking? What's that type of guy? He looks a little different. His, his customs are different. He smells different. He looks different. He dresses different. You're never going to be a real Avis Yisrael. That's not how it works. One of the last Rebbes before the war, it was one of the most famous Rebbes today's, Ever the more popular Ibshail of Karestir, it was a Khzer, it was a court that was just full of love. What did he do when people came to him? He fed them the main thing about Karastir was that he gave them what to eat. He gave them warmth. If they were cold, he gave them warm. If they were cold on the inside, he made them warm. He gave them to, He gave them food to eat when he was dying, he said, and this was like his dying wish. People lean in. what's he going to say? He said, "Go prepare some food." put some food on the fire, put a pot of whatever it was they ate there on the fire, or they should have some food ready soon. They said, why do you need food now? I said, because I'm going to die. I feel like I'm dying within the next couple of hours. People are going to be busy with the Tyre, with the lavaya, with the Kvura. They're going to be burying me. When they come back, they're going to be starving. They should have something to eat. So even if in his last moments, what is he worried about? He's worried about the people should have food to eat. They should be taken care of. And literally throughout the history of Hasidus, you have one after another, so much so that you have an entire chain, a whole dynasty of Hasidus that is known for Avas Yisroel, the dynasty of Varka Amshinov, Rabbi Yitzchak of Varka, continuing through his sons in the Varka branches and in the Amshinov branches, were always known for Avas Yisroel, and in Varka Amshinov, they they perfected Avas Yisroel to be able to, to take care of Kal needs at a national level, at a Kal level through the government. And Rebetzal Kavarka and several of his descendants devoted their lives to interceding with government officials in Warsaw and other places to change gezeres, to work hard. And he would literally be knocking on doors of government offices. And this became a tradition in Varka, in Amshunov, before the war. And that love remains in the of Amshinov till this very day, with all the last Rebbe's and the current rabbi, And it becomes a defining characteristic of the Varka Amshinov. especially then with this Shtadlanos, with this interceding with the government, of taking the needs of Kalei to the next level, of going to the government and, and, and begging them to make it easier and don't make this gzairah, don't do this thing to the government. So this is literally something that we see as an all-encompassing across the level, in all areas of Hasidis. Of course, there are many more tzaddikim, many more places that he have it. in each one of them. We just took one or two examples. There's so many stories. Maybe this is an opportunity for another time to say more stories, but it's just something that that uh, I felt could be shared about how it, you have a whole movement of Hasidis. And within that movement, so much of the Avodah, so much of what they're all about, is loving their fellow Jew. Again, this was Yehudi Geber. Um, any, any questions, comments, interested in a tour to Eastern Europe to learn more about these great people or places like that in Eretz Yisrael, ygebss at gmail.com. Enjoy and thank you.